Welcome to the winter sports season finale of this week in Wyoming Cowboys Athletics here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports and wyomingathletics.org. I'm Jason Griefer, and once again, we are delighted to be joined by Wyoming Assistant Athletic Director Jeff King. Uh, Jeff, I know Mother Nature's not been a fan to us here on the podcast the last couple of weeks, so we've not been able to talk, but we're here today to kind of put a bow on the winter sports season. Still some athletes competing, but we're going to wrap things up here uh, on the podcast. And at the end, we'll also kind of touch base on what we'll look forward to uh, in the spring. Let's start off with boys basketball and uh, got themselves going to end the regular season since we last talked. The wins over Western Brown, Madeira, Indian Hill, and Purcell Marion to really get themselves going in the right direction. They've had some time off now, and and finally we'll get back at this Thursday in the sectional against Baden. 12-day break they've had. Has, has there been any concern during that stretch that that hot run to end the season has maybe cooled off a little bit? No, I mean, we, we actually really welcomed that break, especially with the way the last two season, two weeks of the regular season kind of went. Um, you know, we got a lot of games packed in the lo- those last 12 days. So having the break um, after our last game against Purcell Marion was was kind of a very welcome thing to make sure we're we're all healthy. We get to um, tighten up some things and get ready for a very tough Hamilton Bay basketball team on Thursday night. Since we're wrapping up here on the uh, Winter Sports Podcast, don't know if we'll talk about this team again when we reconvene in the spring. Hopefully we will. Hopefully it involves some kind of celebration. But uh, I, I would be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about Isaiah Walker. And I, and I know we talk about him a lot here on the show and well and well-deserved because he's been a fantastic player. But his career at Wyoming is coming to an end uh, since we last talked. He has now become the all-time leading scorer uh, at Wyoming High School. We know he's going off to Belmont next year to uh, to play basketball. Uh, has his uh, first first thing is his time at Wyoming draws to a close here. Has he made his case for the greatest player to ever come through there? As far as you know, I mean, he's certainly definitely made his case. Um, he's made his case for one of the best just overall student athletes that have, has ever come through here. You know, I, I keep telling him he's consistently setting the bar higher and higher for what we hope you know, younger student athletes strive to be. And his ability on the basketball court is, you know, it's obviously pretty much second to none when it comes to the boys side. Um, so he's definitely up there. Um, you know, it, it's, it's funny. It's, it's hard. You can't forget obviously the girls side too, because Holly Porter has such a high record for their all time scoring record um, on the girls side. But um, you know, for Isaiah to go in, do what he's done on and off the court, and then break Lonnie Grayson's record. It's such an incredible achievement. We could not be more proud of him and, and can't wait to see. Belmont sure is getting a good one. That's for sure. This is kind of also the end of, you know, you, you, you kind of an end of an era, so to speak. And what I mean by that is the last two years you've lost, you're going to lose two very, very among the best athletes, as you said, ever to come through there with Isaiah Walker. And of course, last year with Evan Prater, you know, we, we, we sung Evan's praises on the football, on the football field. We also know how good of a basketball player he was and probably could have played division one basketball if he wanted to focus uh, his attention on there. So you're losing in back-to-back years, two of the best student athletes to ever come through the boys basketball program. And I'm just wondering, whenever this postseason ends, hopefully not against Baden, hopefully not for a long time, what's next? You know, um, it's next man up, right? It's kind of the way that it was, 
you know, we, we talked about it going back to the football season when Evan Prater left as a quarterback. It was next man up and Brendan Pagan and led them all the way back to the state semis. Um, same thing with the basketball program. Isaiah's left such a great legacy that uh, all of the student athletes that are going to be coming back, you know, all the coaches, he's really looked up to from all angles. So it's something where we're going to want to build on that legacy that he's had. Um, some players are going to have to step up big time, but they know that. He knows that, um, and he's continually pushing those players, knowing that, look, this season is coming into coming to an end at some point in time. But um, next man up when it comes to next season, let's continue to enjoy Isaiah while we have him now, and, and, and it sure has been a heck of a ride. Lastly, before we move on from talking about Isaiah Walker, let me set basketball aside for, for just a moment. What's he like off the floor? What's he like to talk to? He's – like I said, truly, when it comes to just what a student athlete should strive to be, Isaiah Walker could fit that definition. If you were to open it up and see a definition of, you know, ideal student athlete, it would be Isaiah Walker. Fantastic student, um, fantastic kid off the court, um, always helping out his peers, always looking to get better, always asking the right questions, doing the right things. I can't, I really can't say enough good things about Isaiah as I'm sure you're kind of gathering here, but sure. um, he, he deserves that. He, he deserves the high expectations that, that he's really earned. And like I said, I'll, I'll say it again. He has set the, the bar extremely high for any student athlete that wants to come through and leave, leave a legacy. There, there's a really, really high bar to reach that he's set. I don't follow. I'm not there on a day-to-day basis. You are. So I feel a little more comfortable in saying this. I won't put this on you though. I'm speaking for myself. Good luck to those who, who want to follow. And I, I applaud those who want to accept the challenge in following Evan Prater and now Isaiah Walker uh, through this program, because that is a high, high bar to try to set. And we know coach Rooks will be up to the challenge of a uh, developing the next one uh, down the road. Let's move over to the girls side. And, um, you know, after it looked like for a while you were going to challenge for the league championship, things got a little tough towards the end of the season. You wound up losing your final three games to Indian Hill, to Taylor, and then in the sectional to Summit. All three very good teams, make no mistake about it. And you had already played Summit once earlier in the year, and they got the better of you that time and did the second time around. But we also have talked here on the show about the struggles your team has had at times to score the basketball. And unfortunately, that came to light again in these last few games, especially in these last three games, when the team doesn't break 30 points in any of the three games. Still a really good season to challenge for the league title for most of the year to be in the hunt. But I'm wondering now that the offseason has arrived, how is Coach Isaac going to go about getting the offense better and pumping more life into it so that you don't have to necessarily rely on holding teams to 30 or below every single night out, because that's hard to do. It is. And, you know, we've actually had several conversations. Um, He's really, really excited about what what he, um, you know, what we did this year, but knows that there's so much more potential to build on in in the coming years. And he's already started talking about the off season development of what we want to do with, with all these girls coming back and then developing even the younger, um, the grades, making sure that they know that we we want this to be a new era in in Wyoming girls basketball. Um, Coach Isaac is the man for the job. And I mean, you saw his energy and the, his, his coaching ability. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, really great. And um, we're really excited 
what he's already built in just one short year that was faced with tons of challenges, as we all know. Um, he handled them all with a smile on his face and looked up to every challenge as something where, hey, we're, we're going to give it all our all, and I'm really excited on where they're going to go in, in the coming years. Given all those challenges and not knowing how much of a season we were going to have and then seeing, for example, Indian Hill doesn't start their season until the second week of January and all the challenges that came in, how big of a building block was year one under Coach Isaac? It was huge. You know, we, we really needed it. And um, it, it was such a tough hill to climb to really kind of build that block, if you will, for his foundation that he wants Wyoming girls basketball to be. But he did such a great job, their whole coaching staff, um, and then, you know, with with the leadership that, you know, unfortunately is leaving, Meredith Bornhold had such a great year. But we have some really great young talent coming up that really looks up to Meredith as well, knowing that the legacy that she left is something that they want to continue to build on. And I think going into the next season, it would be a little bit of a theme of, hey, there's some unfinished business here with the girls basketball program. And we know that the potential is there to, to do a lot, to do things a lot greater. And uh, it'll be a challenging going forward as well because, you know, Indian Hill and Marymount are two excellent programs right there at the top. But as you said, you're right there for the majority of the season. So a good building block, as you said, going into year two. But Meredith Bornhold, another tough, going to be another tough one to replace uh, going forward. Let's jump into the pool and uh, we'll talk about Grace Courtney here in a second. But first, I want to focus on the, uh, the swim team because you've got some swimmers going up to Canton. Uh, for the state finals, Mia Hagenauer, Kylene Chu, Victoria Chesson, Kathleen Hinkle, Kathleen Hinkle, I should say, going. They've made it out of districts. They're on, and they're going to jump in the pool in Canton. Uh, how have they been training ahead of the state meet, and how do, how do they feel like their chances are of competing at the state meet? You know, I talked to Coach Elliott yesterday, um, and really training's been just kind of, you know, you start to taper off during this type of year. So it's yeah. during this time of the year, so that you're as fresh as you can be in the pool. But he said their attitudes and um, their excitement and everything has been at such a high level that they're so excited to be back at the state title. I mean, it's, uh, three of those girls, aside from Kat Hinkle, are making their mul you know multiple trips back to the state championship. And, and Kat's going to compete for the first time. She's a great young swimmer coming up. So we're really excited about those four. Um, and they're so excited about it. We know we can make a run at this thing. They have the ability to do it. Um, so it's, it's going to be exciting to see what they can do th this week for sure. Let's talk about Grace Courtney now. And we've talked about her on the show in the past, how she was a state runner-up and how that was going to motivate her going in to this season and, you know, has a strong regular season. And then she goes to the district championship and just says, get away from me and just blows everybody away in, in the district diving championship. So now she's on to state. She's going for the state title uh, this week. How has her mood been in preparing to go up to the state meet? And will it be a disappointment if she does not win a state title? Well, you, you know, it's another thing where Coach Karn has, has pre prepared her so, so well. Um, and she's kind of – it's kind of a thing where it's been unfinished business for her as well. This is her third trip now to the state title. Um, you know, came in fourth as a freshman. Runner-up last year. Wins districts this year. I know she's eyeing for that state title, but she's already done so many great things to build a legacy from the for Wyoming dive team at this point in time where all we can be is, hey – she has done more than what we can ask for and her expectations. It's another thing. Now we get another year of her, thankfully, but that's that, but she's another one where when, when it comes time to wrap up her career here, 
that's someone who set the bar very, very high for anyone who wants to come up and, you know, leave a legacy like she has. And we're so proud of her. And we know that she's going to make a great showing um, this week up at States. Hey, Swami, I need you to put your, uh, your, your fancy lid on there. Is she coming home with a state title? I, you know what? I think we feel very good about it. We'll see. I know she feels very good about it. And uh, I, I, I know we're excited about it. And look, she's going to give it, she's going to give it her all. Let's put it that way. I know that you're giving me the diplomatic answer. Put your fan hat on. Come on. My fan hat is that, you know, we, we can't wait to see her on top of that podium. But, Thank uh, you. But, there it is. But at, but at the end of the day, we know she's going to go up there, give it her all. She, she's not going into it thinking this is just given to me, obviously. Right. Yeah. But all the work that she's put into it, she's got to earn that state title, but she knows that. And that's, that, that's what's so great about it. What's her confidence level? Super high, super high. It's gotta be, you know, and, and she knows it, that she, she's been there. So uh, we're so excited for Grace. And we'll be keeping a track on that. Hopefully when we start the spring sports season of the podcast, we'll be, Hopefully the first show is just a nothing but talking about winter sta- winter sports state champions. I, I, I don't think you'd argue That's with that. That's what we hope. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, let's move on. Let's let's move on to the bowling lanes. And uh, the season's come to an end here, but some very strong highlights of the season. I'll kind of go through these, and you just kind of give me your your overall thoughts. Uh, first of all, with the boys, you know, get into the districts, uh, finishing twenty second there. So not enough to move on to the state championships there. But you know they jumped their win total from three up to nine and also qualify for the districts. You got to get through sectionals to get to the districts. And they did that slated to bring everybody back next year uh, for that team. So you've got a really bright future there. And then the girls finished seventh in the sectional. So they don't, they don't move on as a team. Lexi Taylor is getting through individually. However, with the girls, you set a school record with 10 wins this season. So yes, the team doesn't make it through in the postseason, but they made history themselves here. Would you and Coach Wood say for the entire bowling program, boys and girls, this was about as good of a breakthrough year as you could ask for? Absolutely. And we're so excited. You know, you mentioned it. To qualify for districts as a team on the boys' side is phenomenal. Be able to get there as a team and really build up um, where that program's been. And then Lexi Taylor, so proud of her to be able to get to the districts as an individual. But we have a lot of great young talent, as you mentioned, people coming back and really on both sides of it right there. So it's a program where coach Wood has done such a great job this year. We've been wanting to build that program up more and more and more. And I think moving into these next few years, we're going to be able to start talking about Wyoming bowling even more at a higher level. How does the dynamic change now on the girls side with Lexi being the only individual to get through to the districts, the team is done. You don't have any other individual bowlers, unfortunately make it through to the districts. How does that dynamic change with the team? How do our teammates now try and change from I'm focusing on getting my scores up. Now I need to help Lexi. Well, you know, it's, it's it, they're such a great team. They set a school record. It's all about helping her do as best as she, as she can and moving forward and setting a legacy going into next year. So for them, that, that's kind of what we're really excited about. But Lexi's done such a great job setting that foundation. Again, we're talking about another great student athlete here that's starting to set a foundation for other ones to look up to and start to build upon. So it's unfortunately they didn't come through as a team, but now they all know, okay, let's help out and let's help her um, do what she can for Wyoming and for herself and, you know, set a higher bar. Let's switch gears. Let's talk about your uh, wrestling team. Uh, uh, we've, we've talked about all the success they've had uh, on the season and all the individual accolades that have 
that have come their way and all the outstanding records they've had. And then we saw, you know, since we last talked, uh, Jacob Bryan is going to go wrestle at the United States Merchant Marine Academy, which again goes to show you folks, you don't mess with a wrestler. Now he's going to be a Merchant Marine. I mean, come on. Uh, but now we're now the postseason's nearing and we're finally we've been building this the last few weeks. You know, we, we talked in the past on the show about, hey, if you're out there looking for a match, call Jeff, call Jeff King. You know, we'll get a match in there. We'll get a, we'll get a, we'll get a, a duel in there and see how we do. But uh, now that the postseason has finally arrived and we're into the sectional, we're getting into the sectionals coming up here. Uh, how have they looked since we last talked? And and finally, how eager are they just to now have this postseason right on the cusp? Yeah, and, and you know, like you said, with with uh, Jacob Bryan, so excited about him. Really, both the Bryan boys have had such a great year. Um, but it, it's as a team, this this little break now that we've gotten going into this weekend. We wanted to wrestle. We we want to wrestle everybody, but we've been able to get you know things back healthier, and we feel really good going into this going into this weekend. The attitudes at a really high, um, really high level where we're so excited. We know that going into this weekend, and then going into districts and going into state, we expect several wrestlers to be at all different levels. And um, what we've done this year from that wrestling side, we couldn't be happier about it. So proud of what those guys have done. We're looking forward to talking about that for sure yeah. as we get into the spring because you, you've got you got so many individuals. I, I, I'd have to imagine that the sectional is not going to be good enough for a lot of these guys. And, right. uh, yeah, and so districts, even state, hopefully down the road. Um Lastly here, one of the last things we'll talk about here, uh, what, we're, we're moving from the winter into the spring now, and I'm wondering as we move to the spring, what's maybe one or two things you're looking forward to most about the spring season? Well, I can tell you the thing that I'm looking forward to the most is having a spring season. That, that, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. We have a lot of kids that it's all unfinished business when it comes to the spring season. So all of these athletes didn't get a chance to compete last year. Um, we're really excited about where, where all of our spring sports are. The, the baseball had a lot of high expectations last year going into, going into this season. So they're going to be at the same, you know, high expectations, both across teams and then track and fields filled with a ton of, ton of athletes on there and boys tennis, they got to follow up on a great season that the girls tennis had. Right. So it's, um it, it's going to be an exciting season for all of us. Um, but honestly, the one thing I can say is we're just excited to be moving forward and having a spring season. Lastly, here, before I let you go, we, uh, we, we've had a lot of fun talking about, you know, the, the, the teams, the student athletes uh, and everything they've been able to do, not only in the fall, but here in the winter. And as we're winding down the winter sports season, um, could you do me a favor real quick? Can you hope, can you hold up your left hand up to the screen? Cause something's new there. Gladly. And uh, for folks that don't know, uh, back uh, just less than two weeks from now from where we're recording this, about 10 days ago, uh, Jeff King became Mr. Jeff King. That's right. He, uh, he, he tied the knot. Uh, the Wyoming boosters were more than eager to brag about that on uh, social media. I think before you even got the chance to do it, they did the honor for you. But uh, first of all, congratulations to you and, and your bride on, uh, on uh, tying the knot. Uh, this is a real good chance here, since you're a newlywed, to earn some brownie points. Uh, tell us how how the the new marriage is going, and 
how is married life? Yeah, well, I mean, it's I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you to everybody. We had such great support um, going through that weekend, planning a wedding during COVID, as I'm sure many couples around the world have, have, have found out. It's not the easiest thing to do. Um, but but my wife, Kayla, and I, we, it's, it's something where the night f- couldn't have gone any better. And ev- all the support and everything, it, it couldn't mean, I mean, it means so much to us. We're so thankful for everything. It's been such a great past 10 days just celebrating. Um, I don't think, I still don't think my feet have kind of came back down yet. So um, we're, we're still looking for a lot of great things to come, but the, the wedding was fantastic and um, that we really appreciate everyone's support and, you know, thank, thank you for the shout out. Yeah, it's, it's a, obviously a wonderful thing. You're going to learn that as you go along, but uh, good start right there, uh, my friend. Uh, uh, obviously a great way to cap off the winter season. Uh, Jeff, certainly appreciate the time once again, and uh, we'll look forward to doing it again in the spring. Jason, great time, man. Appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk soon. That is Wyoming Assistant Athletic Director Jeff King joining us for the season finale of this week in Wyoming Cowboys Athletics. Mr. Jeff King joining us here on wyomingathletics.org and ESPB Media powered by Sidearm Sports.